Watching Hungary lose 2-0 to Slovakia last night actually felt like quite a positive moment in the grand scheme of things. Losing to Luxembourg, Andorra and Kazakhstan all inside 12 months does that kind of thing to a man. Pretty football was played at times last night and chances were created, but that classic leaky defence came back to haunt us once more. And now we're already staring down the barrel regarding qualification for next summer's Euros. Here to chew the fat on all last night's proceedings and look forward to Croatia and look back on MB1 is Chris Barrett. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks, Tom. Glad to be here. So, starting on um, last night, um, what did you kind of make of it? 2-0 to Slovakia. Not like the worst result in the world. Their team is quite good on paper, but um, it's still quite disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. I mean, watching it... um you feel like it's a lot better team than the team that lost to Andorra and had bad results last year. Um, you know, I mean, it, they seem, they seem to be holding their shape. They seem to be playing better. They're playing better through the middle. Um, we may actually had a few chances. Um, so it's always I, I, a nice thing. What's that? It's always a nice thing. Oh have. yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, Salai's shot, that volley from the edge of the box was just glorious. And I thought mm-hmm. for sure that was going in. So there were some really nice moments. I felt like uh, the score, um, I guess, was fair. I do think that we probably should have scored. Um, I feel overall encouraged, but you, you have to admit that the result last night was definitely not what they needed in their first uh, qualifying match. Yeah, I, I feel that there's kind of a soft belly with this team. And, and, and when we were getting them good results two or three years ago, that wasn't there. We kind of had this nastiness and edge to our play. Um, maybe that was because of a few experienced heads that we had in there with Gera, uh, Yuhash and uh, uh, Kirai. But now we kind of don't. It's, it's just too nice. And Zola is the only nasty bastard in that team. And, <laughs> and, and he is a nasty bastard too. And yeah. the, when the going gets tough, we kind of just roll over. Um, and 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 the, and we also used to have this kind of spirit where if we go a goal down and we can come back from it, we we in this Romania was just a classic example um, under Dada in his first game. We went at one nil down, but we stuck stuck in there, hung into the game in a mm-hmm. horrendous atmosphere, uh, poisonous atmosphere for the Hungarian players. And Jujak scored a free kick and we get out of there with a 1-1 draw. I didn't really feel that was going to happen last night. I mean, we did have chances, sure. um, But on the counter-attack, we looked so, so open and vulnerable and weak. And and I think maybe were question marks about Galachi for the the second goal. It kind of went under his hand, but he did make a few good saves before that. And... And like you say, we did have a couple of chances. Zalai had that effort and uh, Orban had one which just went over and there was maybe a penalty shout as well on Orban. But it just it just didn't feel it didn't feel like it's the Hungary that we've had before. It feels like we're a vulnerable in a vulnerable state. And it's I think that's that's what we are in after after a couple of years of, of really bad results. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the um just no real steel and mental toughness. Um, you know, 
Gabor Kira is another one that I thought, you know, that he was kind of the, the iconic older head, you know, um, passionate, uh, experienced guy that they had too for that run. And, um, um, you know, just watching what happened this weekend in the MB1 makes me think, you know, obviously they don't need him as a mm-hmm. player, but they definitely need that mentality. You know, someone who's just all in, um, you know, just ready to roll up their sleeves and, and take somebody out. You know, Juhasz would be, Juhasz would be perfect for that. Yeah, definitely. You know, but he's probably a step or two behind. And, you know, the thing too that I, I really felt, um, I guess, convicted by, we're, we're, I was kind of following the game through the, through the Twitter feed and I kept hearing how, you know, our, our center midfielders look great and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, our back line just continues to be um, suspect. And uh, we saw a lot of guys get, leaving a lot of space um, with the attackers. I, I think Lavrentis uh, was, was looking really good on the right side. Um, mm. But again, he, he plays really well both ways, but um, you know, we were getting hit really hard on, on, on the left side and uh, they were exploiting that. Um, and, you know, but there was that time when if Salai's goal shot would have scored, that could have changed the entire complexion of that game. Let's be honest. Yeah. hundred um, percent. You know, so I, I'm, I'm feeling like, yeah, we were probably outplayed a little bit. I don't think we were as bad as we were before, but you know, um, sometimes it's just those, those moments of luck or unluck that, that can change an entire campaign. Yeah, absolutely. And and football is a is a, a game of fine margins. Obviously, it's a cliche, but it is really true. Like you say, if Solai scores that goal, then we hang on for a 1-1 draw and get out of there with a great result, great start to the campaign. But we didn't. And now we're, <laughs> and now we're in this position where, we, like I said in the introduction, we are staring down the barrel. Mm-hmm. But we've got Croatia on Sunday. Um, and then Azerbaijan away. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we get battered by Croatia, we're going to go into that Azerbaijan game in in an awful and sorry state. And we could we could end up losing that game. Like they they took Croatia quite close last night. They went one nil up on them. Um, that's not going to be an easy game. But getting back to last night, and you said like the left hand side that you uh, in, um, just mentioned right now. Um, Kohu, for me, I just, I just don't understand what he is. I don't understand why he keeps getting calls or call ups, and I don't understand why he keeps playing. The, the, he was abysmal. He, he is. He's, he's shocking. He can't go forward. He can't defend. He doesn't have anything about him. He's playing for a mid-table team in Israel. Which, why, why all of a sudden that means that you're an automatic into the into the squad? I don't know. Um, Lashlo Lentzer used to play there and he never got a call up for the national team. Um, uh, and what about, and then he said that Barat was, um, was back late from sport in Kansas city. So that's why he didn't play last night. I, I don't, I don't want to get like two on Rossi's back, but um, they're right. Their guy who scored their second goal. I mean, his name's escaped me. It's Rusnak. He plays yeah. in the MLS. So, he clearly had no problem coming back in time. He, he set up the first goal, he scored the second, looked like a really good player, actually. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't understand that one at all. But, but we were playing with wing-backs last night, and I can't imagine Barat would be that great on the left wing-back. But I'd, I'd probably have rather fancied Holland there, playing there. Uh, anyone ahead of Corhu for me. Uh, I, just, yeah. I, I think he's absolutely shocking. And, and, and getting, also getting back to that bit where um, about the experience Wiley heads and... 
and a, a great replacement in that terms for me would be Orban, uh, a great replacement for Huash, but he's not Hungarian. He can't speak Hungarian. So he, he for RB Leipzig, he's that one of them players. He's a tough bastard. Everyone is like, he's, he's ultimately the leader on the pitch. And um, But when he's playing for Hungary, he's not going to be that, especially right now, five right. caps in. Um, uh, probably a lot of the players are looking at him a bit. I, I, I can imagine maybe they won't admit it really, but are they thinking in their heads, is this guy this good? He's not even Hungarian, can't speak our language, makes a mistake, which almost let Hansik in in the, in the first five minutes. There's got to be a little bit of feeling there. I mean, I, I, I think Willie Orban is a step above, of course, but there's going to be a little bit of that feeling. He's going to feel a bit anxious in, in the, uh, to, right now. So you can't expect someone like Willie Orban to come in immediately, sort out this defence or sort out this experience problem. And then you're looking elsewhere. Where else are you looking? Um, you're looking at Zolai up front, and then you're still looking at Jujak when he comes on. Like, and then, but Jujak, as I said in the Twitter feed last night, he, he was playing like he was on speed and not in a good way at all. That was like, a funny comment. But it was true. Like he was buzzing around the pitch like, like Wano, like a headless chicken, like a three. And I think I commented too that, that he was taking shots from outside the box. Like, oh my like, God. like he knew what he was doing and they were wasteful. Um, yeah, there were so many other opportunities. I think that he could have yeah. done with the ball, but yeah, that was, that was bad. He just had no composure and he's, he's supposed to be our experienced head that you bring on to try and force a way back into the game. And he was just running around like, I don't know, like a six year old who's playing football for the first time or something like that. It's mad. Like, what are you doing? It's just, you'd want him to kind of come on, steady the ship, calm everyone down, stop playing that football again that we did play in the first half. Because at times, it needs to be remembered, actually, that Kleinheisler and Nodge in particular were, were absolutely fantastic in that first half. They they looked they like they're, um, they're kind of the Euro um, performances, especially Nodge. And, and, and I said on, on Twitter again that um, I can't believe that Nodge doesn't get into the Bologna team when he plays like that. But second half, he was kind of non-existent because we weren't playing through the lines. We were just playing over the top. We were playing this harem, scarem football, long ball stuff, which doesn't suit us because we've got technical players in that midfield. And when you miss them out and you try and play off these like long balls, we don't have the battlers to win that ball back, especially as he took Kleinheiser off as well. Um I, it was it, we just completely lost our composure and when bringing Jujak on didn't help when it should have done. Yeah, I've got a couple of questions for you though. I mean, as we look at this, right, um, where they're at right now and the and the year they had previously, um, are are we still as supporters of Hungarian football, kind of sipping off the Kool Aid from two years ago, three years ago, where we think that they should be at a certain level and they're still just not. Um, you know, I feel like there's got to be some happy medium, obviously, between the, the last Euro um, and uh, what happened in, 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 you know, the last couple of years. But, um, you know, honestly, should we expect them at this point to be uh, qualifying? And, no, again, it's another expanded um, Euro, but it should, should, should we be expecting them to qualify this time around? Or do you think it's going to be another another couple of years before they get into another major tournament? I think that is a very fair question and it's something that I definitely have, have fallen into the trap of as well. If you look at their team playing last night, 
They have Marek Hamšík, who is one of Napoli's best players. They have Andre Duda, who plays for Hertha Berlin. They have Pekarik, who plays for Hertha Berlin. Skrinja, who's like wanted by so many teams across um, across Europe. Man United, Barcelona have been interested. Plays for Inter Milan now, anyway. Um, whereas we have up front Adam Zalai, who is our who is our main player, and he doesn't get into the Hoffenheim team. Um, we have Adam Nodge, who's one of our main players, doesn't get into the Bologna team. And then we have Orban, who in time hopefully will be a really good player for us, but he's only five caps in. And Galacci, who has been magnificent in the Bundesliga this year, but that form hasn't been replicated at international level yet. So I think it's a very fair question because our team, our team on paper isn't, is, is nowhere near nowhere near what Slovakia's team is. So to put up that performance, actually, if you kind of look at the two teams on paper, 2-0 right. loss, missing a couple of good chances, being in the game, actually doesn't look that bad. But like you say, I think maybe we are look, still clinging on to that we should be better. But I think that's the kind of... I think that's the mentality of Hungarian football in general. We should be better than we are. Right. Not not because of the players that we actually have, it's but it's the money that's been spent. It's the kind of the investment from the fans and stuff, um, the investment that is supposed to be going into the academies. Do you There's, think that there are players that are still staying in the Hungarian league that should be playing outside and in in better programs, but they're just getting paid more? I think I think that I think that, I think that's probably fair as well. Um, or, or at least they don't go to the to the leagues where they could make it. So Kleinheiser, for example, went to Astana into, instead of trying to make it in a in a better European league. Uh, Istvan Kovac has never left when he's is a super talented player. Uh, Lovrencic was always talked about as going to the Bundesliga after playing at Lech Poznan. He's back in Hungary now. They seem to take the soft, the easy options way too often I think our players Tomasz yeah. Kodar um, is, is another example he's playing at Dynamo Kiev which is a, is a great football club right. but but could he not be playing in a better league than the Ukrainian I, I think so and then obviously Balas Dujak who is, is the epitome of that problem who uh, it doesn't really matter now because he's, he, he's passed it but he had the chance to go to Juventus, Atletico Madrid, these types of clubs, and he always chose the money option. And and our players, for whatever reason, don't seem to take the hard route. I think the only one that really has in that team is Zolai. Zolai could have easily jumped ship from Bundesliga teams when, one, he didn't make it at Schalke, two, he was really struggling to get into the Hoffenheim squad, never mind the team. But he stuck it out and... He fought for his place last season. He was, he had one of his best scoring records ever in the Bundesliga, and this season he's only a bit part player, but he's still sticking out at Hoffenheim. That I think that that that's an example for all. And and Zolai frustrates me more than any other player in our squad. But 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 that's but he he also brings so much to the team. Like his t- first touch might not be that the greatest at all times, but he. But he, he he's a focal point for us. He's got incredible strength. He he wins so many free kicks, which is insane. And he's always got that little bit of magic. And he's a goal scorer. Like last night, that effort that he had was great. Like Dubravka is a very good keeper, and he made that look easy. But it was a great effort, I thought. Yeah. Um, well, and- I, I do think um, I had a thought and I lost it. But um, uh, yeah, go on. I'll I'll come back to it. 
And I hope Sober's side doesn't take that same route, to be fair. Um, I was going to ask you about that, yeah. Like, <laughs> I obviously, knew that's the point you were happy he came in. So. <laughs> he, is, he is. Like, the first time I ever saw him, he was 15, he was playing for Hungary under-19s. I didn't even know who he was. And, I was. and he did, like, this kind of Maradona pirouette, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, this kid. Who is this guy? And looked him up, like, 15, playing for the under-19s. Oh, my God, he must be good. Saw him a couple of months later and he was banging got free kicks and that's kind of when he went viral and ever since then he's just progressed and progressed and when he played against Napoli last week he was just outrageously good for um for an 18 year old playing at that level um in his first ever Europa League game first ever start for uh, actually for RB Le- uh, RB Salzburg um oh. apart from in the cup which doesn't really really count um yeah. and and then he made his first ever start in the league weekend after and and scored and 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 thankfully he's just signed a, a contract extension at, at Salzburg and that's that's the kind of the progression path he's got in place for him so Salzburg then up to Leipzig make yourself the best player at both clubs then then the world's your oyster you don't you don't need to jump ship too early or you and like I think that some players do at times and then also please please don't go chasing the money because if that happens then I think I've said it before that <laughs> I, I will be close to giving up on Hungarian football if this kid chases the money because what what chance have we got left if this guy doesn't make it Jesus Christ well and you know the, the point that I was that was um, eluding me that I'm now just remembering uh, it's my old brain but um, <laughs> is, is that we need to develop a culture that is Hungary needs to develop a culture of young players taking the time to improve themselves and not going for the money, not being the big player at a smaller club, going to the Astanas and the, you know, the, 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 the leagues and the clubs like that, but saying, Hey, I want to learn and reach my potential. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not financially, but, you know, um, uh, skillful so that when I am in my prime in my mid to late twenties, early thirties, that I'm playing at the top level. And we, we need players playing, on teams in the Bundesliga and La Liga and stuff like that. I mean, to return to any semblance of, um, I mean, there's just a confidence when players come off there and they think, you know, look, look at what Gareth Bale did, did for, for Wales, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a, that was a mediocre team, honestly. And, and, and the things that, that he did for them. And, you know, when you have those players, I think it's, there's, it's a huge boost in confidence um, going into an, on the international stage, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And and say say Sobaslai does end up making it as as being I don't know, someone playing for someone like Juventus or someone like that. And and we have kind of these mediocre players um in, in our teams kind of surrounding him, that's gonna raise their level because they're gonna they're gonna know that they've got a guy who's played behind the striker who's gonna who can bail them out at any time. And it, and and that's exactly what Gareth Bale, like you say, brought brought to Wales. Where in that Euro run where they got to the semi-final, they mm. always had a chance because Bale could score from anywhere, he could do anything. And it, right. and and it's and it's that leader in the team. And and maybe if we only have one of these kind of players, it's not it's not amazing. It's not obviously we'd like to have more. But but if yeah, if if he doesn't make it, then I, oh God, then. I don't know what it says for Hungarian football because I, I don't know how anyone ever will, um, right. because he he is that talented really. Um, we've had in the past we've had Adam Nodge who I thought was was 
was going to make it, um, uh, I don't know, a steady Serie A team or or a Premier League team or some, or maybe La Liga because he's better suited to that league anyway. Um, and I thought Kleinheiser had kind of potential to do that as well. But they've both completely fallen by the wayside. Zolt Colmar actually as well was another player who I thought would. Um, and then we've had Christian Nemeth in the past, Balos Jujak, both tip for stardom. And then th- this kid is next level though, in my opinion. He, he is... He is Christian Nemeth was was fantastic at Liverpool uh, under 19s, but this kid is 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 the next level, and he he should make it. I don't, I don't want to just make you've, this, make this you, no, you've been banging his, podcast. Uh, you, well, you've been banging the drum for a long time, and I think you've brought a lot of awareness about that kid. And and um, heck, I've I've been following him too. And and you're right. I mean, so far he's made the right decisions. He's taken the right steps. So we'll see. But we need more than just Dominic Sobosai. You know, mm-hmm. we need we need three of him. Or, you know, yeah. or in each position, you know, and uh, hopefully somewhere along the way, we'll we'll begin to start developing. And then, like I said, um, kind of instilling a culture in our younger players to say, don't go for that quick, easy paycheck, develop yourself and then take the long, slow road to you know, the right way. You know, follow Sobosly, you know, do what he's doing, because look what he's doing and look where he's at and look what he's doing to our our um, international squad and um you know, I, I think that's the way forward, but it's it's taking the time to um, just imprint upon these young minds to say that this is the way to go when they see money. Yeah, and maybe that's an agent problem. Maybe the agents are getting in their head and being like, oh, yeah, but you can get this quick book. And, oh, I didn't say that, us- you did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it. It seems like it's definitely the case. Balas Jujet did it and, and, and Kleinheiser going to Astana. Like, why would Kleinheiser go to Astana otherwise? It's just it's just crazy. Um, but then, like, we should be able to produce more than more than a Soboslai. Marek Hamsik is their Soboslai almost really because he is a quality player who's been playing Serie A football, one of the best midfielders in his position, mm-hmm. um, and he's from Slovakia, population of five million. They've now got Skriniar, who's one of the best centre backs in the world. Um, potentially soon, they've got Labotka, who's 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 a quality talent. Um, the Bravkarin goal in place for Newcastle, Pekarik. Like I've I've already gone through them anyway. But like, how can how how are they able to produce all these players and and Hungary not? There's there's no excuse really. There is no excuse. Right. And and right. Croatia, for example, even have a smaller population uh, than us. Or is it similar? Let me just quickly check. Uh, um, <laughs> Well, either that's, way, that, actually that's smaller than Slovakia and Croatia. Look at their team. This right. would be a nice little segue to to our little chat about the Croatia game. Their team is just ridiculous. I mean, we don't really need to spell it out. Modric, Kovacic, Rakitic in midfield, Perisic, Kramaric, Mandzukic. It's just ridiculous. Like, how can they how can they produce it and and Hungary not? Like, it it it, it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be impossible like it's 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 not like it's like like we're we're trying to attain a impossible goal or anything right um but so i think i think that uh i think the next game is probably an impossible goal though don't you Mm -hmm. yes i definitely do (laughs) yeah Uh, i mean i'd love to be optimistic and i would love to eat my words quite honestly but even even at home against that team um, 
you know, I, I just, I don't see it this weekend. Tell me if you think differently, but it just seems to me like we're going to be battening down the hatches and, and, and taking it on the chin. Yeah. I, I mean, a few years ago, I would have maybe say we've, we've have, we'd have a chance. And a, and a couple of days ago, I actually did think that we would uh, before the Slovakia game. But now I don't. I, I think, like I alluded to at the start of the, the chat, I, I, I think we've got too much of a soft belly. Um, and and they'll just be able to cut through us with ease. We, we've, we're not we've got no aggressive aggressiveness we can't make it a bloodbath if we try and just out football them we'll just get beaten and that's the only way that we've got of playing at the moment we've got if if you kind of look at our center mids they're so lightweight nodge klein heisler kalmar soboslai if he's going to play um kovac like there's there's no steel there there's no steel in defense as we've already said we've got Korhu, a left back who's crap um, we've got Lovrencic, who's a, is, a, is a bitey player. We've got Zolai up front, but there's not enough there, really. And like I say, if if, if we try and play toe-to-toe with Croatia, we, we might create some chances. We might score a couple of goals, even. But I just can't see us, I can't see us not conceding three. It genuinely can't. I think we'll, I think we'll lose three-one. Oof! You think we'll score? Yeah. Well, I yeah, I think so. And I think we'll play some pretty football at times. And I think that's what would kind of make us look, oh, we're actually playing some decent football against these. And then we'll get hit on the counter-attack and, and then we'll, we'll go it's funny how you talk about It's funny how you talk about our midfield looking lightweight. You know, I've been, I've been kind of, um, I've been a big fan of, of, of Kovacs all season at Vidi. And, and there was, a, there was a one time in the second half where he went down under a challenge and it was it was Hamsik or somebody that kind of tussled his hair like a little boy, and I just thought, you know what? That's just how that's just how it feels, right? It feels mm. like it's it's met against boys sometimes with with our midfield. If they have space, they can play some fluid football, but you don't get that kind of space in that level. And uh, and I, you know, I, I think coming up on Sunday, where they're just gonna. They're they're not going to have space. They're not going to have the the time to move it, unless we play along the wings. And I think I think it was somebody yesterday that was talking about we used to be a team of wingers. Now we're not playing any. Yeah, go, um, go, yeah, yeah. Gergo um, Marusi was saying that, but I mean, what 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 do you think Rossi will do on Sunday to counter that Goliath? Yeah, it's that midfield three. It's ridiculous. Modric, Kovacic, Rakitic. How do you? I mean, I think Potkai has got to play just because he is a he's a steely player. He's a he's a ball winner essentially. Um, mm. I think Kleinheiser needs to play again. He needs to get a rollicking for that first goal because it was all his fault not going to close down that uh, their right back. Um, but he, he's a bitey player. I, I'd still play Nodge because he's very good at keeping the ball. I'll play that midfield three. Um, I think he might. I think he will do, actually. Um, I think he'll probably play Barata left-back um, instead of Kohu, who's, who's got to be dropped. Orban and Kadar probably centre-halves. Center Lovrenchic will probably keep his place. Uh, Zolai, obviously. And then that leaves the two wide men. Roland Varga. Varga's got a, bite, a lot of bite for him, a lot of aggressivity. Um, and I think Jujak could pro- Sorry? I said, and, and Vargas confident right now. Yeah, exactly. He, 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 I think if you, if he didn't score for three years, he'll probably still be confident. He's that kind of personality, isn't he? He's, he, he's got that 
kind of unbreakableness to him, to his uh, to his ego, uh, which is which isn't a bad thing, especially in a in a team which I think is lacking confidence. And I think Jujak will play as well. Um, uh, Rossi said before the game that um, he was he can't play two games in four days, so that's why he's on the bench. So I guess that means he's going to play against Croatia. Um, yeah, I don't think he showed much yesterday, but he's an experienced head playing in a game. He'll probably work really hard. So I think that'll be the team. I'd be surprised if it wasn't actually. And obviously, Galacci in goal. Yeah. I think there's a bit more steel to that team, and I think I think that's needed. Um, maybe play a lot more direct down the wings, like you say. Um, Vogger isn't like an out-and-out winger, but um, I think he could do a job there. And he scored big goals for Hungary before as well. Yeah. Um, it's just like, you look at that midfield, Rakitic, Kovacic, Modric, and then you look at the wingers as well, Kramaric and Perisic. It's daft. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's going up against Goliath, honestly, and, and, and it's going to be... It's going to be quite a show, but it's going to be... I, I can't see us getting anything out of this on Sunday, honestly. No, I think it will require a lot of luck. It will require a, um, a great performance by Galachi, I can imagine, as well. Um, and if we get any chances, we're just going to have to take them. Um, free kicks on the edge of the bar. It's still probably, this is probably when Jujak's actually... Uh, should be allowed to shoot, shoot from wherever he wants. Absolutely. Mm. Well, yeah, so what uh, what prediction are we going to go for for this? <laughs> well, you've already you've already given yours, right? I have. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three one. Um, yikes! I hate to say it. I'm going to say three zero. Sorry. <laughs> three. Oh, fair play. Um, yeah. But though, to be fair, we aren't great at predicting. Well. It's, I am definitely not great at predicting because when we spoke about MB1 a few months ago, a uh, couple of months ago, um, my predictions were absolutely horrendous for the new season. I think I said that Froddy would would probably lose their first three or four because they had a really strong, really tough um, start, and now they're eight points clear. So good one, yeah. me. Yeah, I, I I think both of us would rather not go back to that last podcast. <laughs> I think we could just. Because I think we were both talking about how how, how Friday has typically um, taken a dip in form when after they've been doing well, and we kind of saw um, uh, Viddy beat beat them at the end of the the fall, and we're thinking, okay, that's a portent of things to come. And so <laughs> the whole thing started backwards, honestly, didn't it? Um, mm-hmm. Friday took off and started soaring while while Viddy really stumbled out of the gate and. And now we're seeing that eight-point difference, and um, um, it doesn't look good for uh, for Vidi. I mean, I, I think I think they'll um, reassemble, but I think I think Friday is is probably a little too far ahead at this point. What do you think? Yeah, I've been a bit surprised that that Vidi haven't given more game time to Futach when um, when goals seem to clearly be a problem. I don't think he started a game has he since joining. I think he had a little bit of an attitude adjustment there, kind of coming in thinking he was going to be the savior. And, uh, you know, he, he wasn't given that right away. And, and Alec was the same way. I think he came in and probably adjusted a little bit better. Um, you know, he didn't, he didn't come in and start right away. He, I think he came off the bench or only played a half. And, and um, I, I was under the impression that maybe there was, um, you know, Marco Nikolic is not one of those uh, managers that you want to go up against you no. know we saw that with a couple of players already this year mm. um 
and so you know I, I think that there might have been a little bit more going on behind the scenes there than we were led to believe or even knew, you know, and I think there's been some unrest um, with playing time and roles and all that kind of stuff. But uh, there's definitely they definitely have the team to do it. I just don't know um, if, uh, yeah, if they're going to be able to rebound in time at this point. And then Friday is, uh, man, they're stacked. I, I just keep watching them. And seeing players like Signevich come in now, and I had my questions about him, but my goodness, I mean, he is, uh, I wouldn't say he's as good as lots of lots of them had a goal um, the other day that was ruled out that was just glorious. He got in behind and, and volleyed it over his head into side netting, and it wasn't offsides. They called it offsides, and I'm thinking, holy cow, this team just has weapons pointing at you from every direction. How on earth should, are they not going to win this, right? Mm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think they've, they're one of them teams, like you say, they're stacked. They're also playing really well. And when once they kind of like start struggling in a game, they've got the individual quality to just bail them out, to bail themselves out if if they are struggling. So I just I just don't see how they don't win this now. They've, like you say, they've just been ridiculous, hammering Diosjor seven nil. Um, against Holodosh at the weekend, they they didn't have the greatest result in the world. It's to say they were playing bottom of the, the bottom of the table, but they still, if you watch the game, like the amount of <laughs> amount of chances that they had in that, they missed a penalty. Um, it was just it was just ridiculous. And and Holodosh had just won their previous two against two decent teams in Honved right. and Oyepest. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I had my question marks over Rebrov, and I said it in the pod, but. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was wrong. So he's really, he's really making it his team, you know, and bringing on players like Signevich and I think Caratine and, you know, there, there are, there are some players I think he's had his eye on or has had relationships with that he's now bringing in and, you know, we'll see. I, I think there'll be some changes over the summer too, as they prepare for the champions league. Um, and I think their, their goal has got to be getting into a group stage, whether it's the champions league or the Europa league, don't you think? Yeah, um, and and it will be. Uh, I can't I can't remember what former manager was saying it the other day. It was a, one of the former Friday managers was saying that if it's all all, good, all well and good, Rebrov winning the league, but he needs to get us into Europe. Um, and it is a little bit easier if you if you win the league, as um, as Vidi showed us last season. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> now that they've changed the the routing and uh, and the qualification, it's harder to get yeah. into the Champions League because you have to go one round longer so if Vidi this season would have played um would have won the same amount of rounds as the season before they would have got into the Champions League but they had one round extra to play this year mm-hmm. but every team that Vidi beat in Europa League, in Champions League qualifying also qualifies for the Europa League which shows how much easier it is because instead of dropping down when you go out of the Champions League instead of dropping down into a a a whole cacophony of teams from La Liga, Serie A, Premier League. You just mm. drop down into the the winners' side. So all the teams that have just gone out of the Champions League, that's where you drop into. So you, uh, if if Ferrari end up losing in the first round to I don't know a Swiss team, they could play a, a team from Georgia in the next round of the Europa League. So it is a little bit easier. But having said that, they still need to go through it all. But I think they've definitely got the quality. Vidi showed that last season. Vidi showed that 
they're a very good team, a team that do better, uh, should be doing better in Europe than than Hungarian teams have been, and Frodi mm. are a next level above that. So I don't see, I don't see why they shouldn't qualify for the Europa League. Um, someone like Malmo, when Vidi played them, I thought I thought Vidi bossed them quite quite easily, to be honest. Like they were my, by far the better team, and Malmo made it to the last thirty-two of the Europa League. They got through their group stage. Um, went out to Chelsea, uh, yeah, Chelsea in in, in the last thirty-two. Sl- someone like Slavia Prague, I don't think Frodi uh, miles behind Slavia Prague, and they're in the they're in the quarterfinals now. They beat Sevilla, so I I, I don't see why Frodi shouldn't. And it, um, they've just got this kind of uh, curse in Europe, though. Well, they're definitely like a deeper that. team. They're definitely a deeper team now too than than Vidi would would have been at this point during the summer. You know, I think we saw that, um, you know, Vidi struggled a, li- a little bit because of that. But, um, I mean, Friday, you look right down the line. They've got they've got a capable, if not talented, backup at almost every position, you know. And mm. um, honestly, I've never seen the other goalkeeper um, <laughs> play. Um, what, what's his name? Do you know? Giran or? Um, uh, Holzer. Uh, oh, Holzer. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but I've never seen him play, so I have no idea if Dubius uh, goes down. You know, is that going to cause an issue? But you know, and th- and honestly, let's look at that—that that, that happened as well. And um, you know, they had their backup playing, and um, they still—they still got through. And uh, yeah, I guess that was, true, yeah. that was already in the uh, uh, in the group stage. But uh, let's let's go down a little bit. I know we've got some. Uh, uh, we might, might be running out of time, but you know, we've got some f- some fanboys, MB1 fanboys that want to talk a little bit about other teams um how, how do you see the top three f- shaking out the podium as it were it's really close isn't it i think we spoke about this at, at the start and i said honved i think you said debretson mm-hmm. is that right um yeah and I, i'm still gonna go with honved i just think they've st- I, holland there's in great form um danilo's always chipping in with goals um obviously they just lost um novotny now uh um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, I, th- I think I think they might do it. They've got, they've got a quality keeper in Groff who I think should should probably make the uh, national team ahead of Kovacic. Um <laughs> But that's probably because I know him. Um, he's a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, um, yeah, I'm going to go for Honved. I think it's really tight though. They're one point behind the Bretson, who are two points above, um, two places above them. What about you? Are you going to go for your boys and your, or your pest? Oh man, I'd love to. Um, yeah, I hate plus the fact thirteen that... goal difference, by the way, and Debrecen is just plus three. Weepest has definitely has the best defense. I would say almost in NB one because I'll tell you right now, um, Philip Pajovic is a arrogant. I'm not. I'm not going to get into it, but I can't believe <laughs> what he said about him being the best goalkeeper with the defense and defensive midfielders in front of him, and I almost feel like that loss. Um, to Halidash, where they they were up two nil and lost three two, almost felt like they just said, "What did you say?" And let's let me just show you what it's going to look like <laughs> if we let you make some saves. <laughs> and, and you know the the game they played last week, where um, there was not a shot on goal, right? And they won one nil, and the only two shots were off the bar. There's two shots in a row that were off the bar, and Pajovic stood there like like just like he was a spectator. And I'm going. Okay, they they've got they they are they are the best defense in MB1. I'm going to claim that right now. 
but I think because of the fact that they're still struggling up front, um, you know, Novotny now leaving. Um, yes, they have Lucina Traore. Yes, he, he won a penalty. Yes, he looked like a giant among men um, as, he, as he gathered his, his chicks around him after the, the goal. <laughs> I, I don't know. I really honestly don't know if that's going to be enough for them. Um, uh, for me, I, I do like um, I do like Hanved, but I, I, I still think Debrechen, for whatever reason, okay, Loki all the way, I think they're going to they're gonna finish in third. Um, I think they're getting some players back. They've been dealing with uh, injury and depth issues all year. Uh, heck, uh, Tabakovic hasn't even come back yet, and apparently he's on the doorstep of returning. He was their leading scorer last year. Um, it would be fun to see him get in a few games and see how he can improve their fortune. So there's that. Um, so, yeah, I, I would say uh, Friday Vitti and, and Debrecha. Good calls, good calls. Um, what about the bottom then? Um, Holodosh picked up a couple of a couple of wins to uh, make me hope a little bit, but they're pretty much doomed. They're still eleven points off. Um, I think it's between Diozjo and Kishvar. Um, what, what do you think is happening down there? Well, I think they're only nine points off, honestly. So I think your hope could could no nine yeah. points off uh, second bottom, but eleven points off um, off third. Oh, that's right, off relegation yeah, place. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, that's really hard to, to say. I, what did I say last night? Did I say Dios Dios going down because I hated them? I think so. Yeah, yeah, like you that? did. Yeah, you did because I can remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would really thing. hate to lose Felipe uh, as a character in this league. I think he's been great for uh, Kisvarda. I think he's been good for the league. Um, I feel like with um, uh, some of their new additions, uh, they've done really well quite honestly, you know, um, they brought in a couple of guys during the spring that I've been really impressed with. Um, and I feel like right now they're probably the better team between them and, um, and Dioscur, um, Stavros, uh, Sukalis or whatever that the, the, the Greek guy that's come on has really strengthened their midfield, giving them a little more of that bite and also even a scoring threat. Um, I like them. Um, and I think that they'll probably, They'll probably just nose them out. And I hate it, too, for Dioscuro because I like Fernando. I like what they've done. I like the fact that they've given him time. There's some players on that team, I think, that deserve it. But quite honestly, Tom, they shouldn't have deserved they, – they shouldn't have been up uh, in MB1 this year. I think that that was kind of a um, – they were lucky as all get out from last season, and it might be their time to go down now. Yeah, that's – I completely agree. I mean, we can all dream, and it's going to be push cash because they're still not completely out of the woods yet. But um, I think they've just got a bit too much quality uh, in there. Too. Well, they were handed a, they were handed a win. I, I, I've got to say this: everybody who's listening, Bushkas <laughs> was handed that win against Emtika on 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 Saturday um, with, with some bad refereeing. I'm going to say that right now. Gail, hold me to this, but yes, that was <laughs> three point at least at least two points handed to them, and that's a crime. You're not saying that the prime minister's team are getting. Uh, f- these uh, the referees paid for or, or anything still edit like these, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I just just want to know what you're suggesting here. Well, there was a goal that definitely went off off a forearm that I'm I'm seriously questioning. They they, they didn't even they I, it was, you know, forget it. I'm I'm not going to go there. I'm going to get arrested or killed or something. But <laughs> this is th- it was it was it was so blatant that I, I had to ask the question and and yeah. For, okay, let's move on. Thank you. 
Um, Kishwada, but going back to them, like, like you say, they have looked quite good at times, but they just can't seem to win at the moment. I expected them to kind of come out of this um, into this spring season, pick up a, f- a few wins, but they've played a couple of tough teams, or you passed away, Vidi away, um, and then he lost by the one goal. But um, yeah, they just need to turn these draws into wins, and um, and and I think if they do do that, then 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 they've got a really good chance of leapfrogging the Oz draw. I like the Oz draw. I've spoken about that before with Toiti and Marvai in midfield. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd love to see Pushkash go down. Um, Poch <laughs> just got them uh, on 31, six points clear. Car six points clear. So, and uh, Mezakovic, the last team that we haven't mentioned, um, <laughs> seven points clear, uh, probably okay. Um, pretty much, pretty much there, I believe. Uh, you still tipping Mezakovic for the um, Mogyakopa? How can I not? You know, I mean, they're still in it. I know they're down one nil after the first leg, but they're heading home, and I think they just might do it. I got to stick to my guns, man. I got to stick to my guns. <laughs> uh, elsewhere, we've got Boudouaj, who lost at home to Honve. They were one nil up, though, weren't they? they were about fifteen minutes to go. Um, I think David Ngog might have scored too. Um, yeah, can you believe he actually hit the back of the net? I know. Didn't he score in them in the league? In as the well? last goal against Pax, yeah. Jesus same thing. Christ, the world is going to win. Right. Yeah, he had two assists and a and a goal in the last game, and I'm like, maybe he just realizes that this is it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe he listened to our pod. And I, he was, I doubt it, but he... you know what? We can all dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is the dream. Um, then we've got Pushkash versus Sorokshar, one-one. Uh, so Sorokshar got a decent chance there. Uh, and then it's Froddy Vidi, uh, Froddy losing at home to Vidi two-one. They were bad in that game, actually. Well, I was going to ask you, what did you think of that? I mean, I they they're they're obviously doing well in the league, and maybe they kind of figure, hey, you know, whatever. But they didn't they didn't feel the bad team. No, no, no. Yeah, it's pretty much their first team, wasn't it? And I don't know. It's weird. Video are always this team, though, aren't they? Like, they struggle a little bit for consistency, but when they want to pull out the bag, as we obviously saw in Europe, they can, and they can they can do a number on teams. Nikolic has got that in him. Is if he wants to do a number on someone, he almost always, genuinely, almost always does it. Like, if you think of in Europe, since he's been there, um, I think they've only lost three games. Um, uh, no, to three different sides. They lost to Partizan Belgrade in the first year that he was there. Um, uh, that was in the Europa League. They got battered like 4-0 or something um, in the last qualifying round. Then this year, they lost to... Who did they lose to in the last Champions League qualifying round? I don't believe. I can't remember. Who they lose to... Yeah, way to go, Chris. I should have this. Well done. They lost to AEK Athens 2-1. Oh, that's right. They yeah. had a really, yeah, really good chance. Um, they almost got through that round as well. Mm-hmm. Then they that's lost, close. obviously beat Bordeaux the year before. Um, mm-hmm. Then they lost to Barté and they lost to Chelsea. That's it. That's yeah. mad, isn't it? They've lost to, three to, uh, lost to four teams, Partizan Belgrade, uh, Barté, Chelsea and AEK Athens since he's been there in Europe. That's mad. And So it's like, it's yeah. just... And obviously they got a draw against Chelsea at home. Nearly got a draw against them away. Like if he wants to do a number on them, he's almost he almost does it all the time. And it's going to be also it's going to be interesting 
say they don't win the league, which is looking increasingly uh, increasingly likely, um, it's going to be interesting to see whether he sticks around in, in the summer. Like maybe he feels like he's reached his ceiling with this club. Can he take them any further? Maybe he take take them to the the first knockout round in the Europa League, but it's going to be very difficult to do that from the position that they'll start next season in the first qualifying round of the Europa right. League, where you can get the teams from Ligue 1, Serie A, etc., etc. Um, yeah. And maybe he's, he, he there's a better job out out there for him. It probably is if you kind of look to the bigger uh, nations in in the area. Uh, Croatia, maybe like a Dynamo Zagreb, back to Serbia, maybe to Partizan Belgrade, um, Czech Republic, Sparta, or Slavia, Poland, someone like Legia Warsaw would could do with him. Um, the, the, yeah, and the, winning the cup got... really doesn't help. I mean, it, it, nope. it's there's it's silverware, but let's be honest. I mean, if you're looking towards next season, and I, I, I I'm following what you're saying, that if he doesn't win, if Vidi don't win the league, then no matter whether they win the cup or not, they're starting in the same position, second qualifying round. Um, and it's a long road for essentially the same competition with more potholes, right? Yeah. And, and no room for mistake. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Why not take another team from another league that, um, you know, he's, he's already proven that he can, he can manage in that arena. You know, I'm, I'm guessing that he would be, he would be gone, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, he's. I, I feel like he's probably taken them as far as he, uh, Vidi as far as he can. Um, and and like you say, he's 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 proven. He's won the league at Partizan Belgrade. He's won the league with Vidi and taken them to Europa League and drawn with Chelsea. Um, yeah, are I you think, changing? Are you changing your prediction then for the Magyar Kupa? I you said Friday we're going to win it, didn't I? Yeah, you said Friday was going to win it. Now you're telling uh, me that uh, they're going to go out. <laughs> I'm gonna have to stick to it, aren't I? Just because, because you're sticking to Mezakovic. So yeah, there we go. I'm believe. gonna stay with, even believe, though brother. believe. I believe, yeah. It's like um, I don't know, believing in a religion where I just, I just can't see the end. I just can't <laughs> see why. Yeah, foolish decisions uh, that we make in January are coming back to haunt us, I know. But mm. hey, you know what? We did the best with what we had, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. Workman never blames his tools. A good any, workman. Any transfers that have uh, in the league that have just stood out to you that have been a, a bonus <laughs> or a big bust? <sighs> I know he's not been a... Um, uh, Signevich, obviously, is, as we, you spoke about, he, he's been class. Um, mm-hmm. But a player who hasn't been a sign-in, but it's felt like a new sign-in, is Gorian, who has been exceptional, I think, since um, since the turn of the year. He wasn't playing that much um, when Rebrov first came, but now he's a key player, and he just he just looks like a different player. He looks like a player that is going to move in the summer, I think. He, he looks absolutely class. Yeah. And he, he, he barely scored before... Sorry, before 2019. But he's yeah. picked up a couple of goals... Um, in, in it recently assists he, he looks like the all-round package i think what about you in terms of transfers yeah i think that's good i, I do want to mention um daniel Suri's goal oh um, god yeah. first, to, if, that was one of the best moments i think in the last three seasons in the league don't you agree or i mean that was so beautiful <laughs> honestly it was it was outrageous like it was one of the i, I 
I don't want to be hyperbole, and I don't think I am by it. I don't think it is hyperbole. Like, I I think it was one of the best overhead kicks of all time. Genuinely Uh, do. Like, the angle the ball is coming to connect with a bicycle kick at that height, it was like, it was above uh, Blazic's head who was going for the header. Oh, yeah. And then hit the corner that sweetly. Yeah. It was unreal. Like, crazy good. If you've not seen it, like, just search it out. Yeah. you probably just need to put overhead kick and it'll probably be on the first yeah. <laughs> now it was madness and to do that on your debut in the last minute against league leaders yeah like insane insane There's no doubt one of the best goals i've ever seen and i don't think that's hyperbole i showed it to my son and he said um he he thought he thought and this kid's 15 years old so i, I don't know if this means anything but he thought a first is that ronaldo and then b that's better than Ronaldo's kick last year in the Champions yeah. League, you know. Right. And, and and honestly, just throwing that kid in. How old is he? Eighteen. Yeah, I think eighteen. Nineteen, maybe. You throw a kid like that, end game, with the amount of pressure in that environment, and he has the audacity to 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 hit that ball squarely, and not squarely, but sweetly as well with precision. That blew my mind. I mean, it was so good. Yeah, um, that, that is a good point. Even having the audacity to do it, like, why are you even trying yeah. that, man? Right, right. Because he, he he could have been the funniest flop of the season, but it really, you know, yeah, it's it's iconic. You know, if they ever make a logo, like you know, like Bundesliga, where you had the you know the kicker, right? Yeah, uh, it's going to be Daniel Sori's overhead kick. That's what yeah. it's going to be uh, for the league. Um, my my, I've already mentioned this guy, but I think for me, um, and I think this is the guy that's uh, again, he, he flies under the radar. Um, he plays for uh, Kishvarda, and it's it's the Greek Stavros Tsoukalos, and I think he has come in. He's played steady. He's played well. If you watch the games, they play through him, um, <clears throat> and it's interesting to me that um, you know the first few games where he came in, he's a brand new player, and and they were almost they were almost looking to him. Um, his his ratings have been kind of off the roof and you can just tell when he's in there there's just a little more steel to their midfield and you know he's not going to make them champions by any means but I, I feel like he's been a, an impact player for um for Kishvarda and I think that he's going to be he and a couple of the others are going to be the ones that are going to keep them up yeah and it'll be interesting to see if those guys stick around as well because it seems to happen in our league when when these kind of foreign players come over they they do stick around they um once they kind of leave aside then they just hop out everywhere like Diallo's now turned up Ente Carr who was at Pushkash Academy um mm-hmm. he was at Frodi as well before that um and Mutari's going to gone to Mezakovist um right. so it'll be interesting to see if they do stick stick around hopefully they will um we've got a few questions as well um, I'm glad I checked Twitter because I almost missed them um one <laughs> this is from David he says, um, why does Rossi play so many defenders when they're pretty much all terrible? Um, <laughs> what's the best system for <laughs> Good us, question, David. given that fact? Um, it's a good, yeah, it is a very good question. Um, I don't know, maybe to, so they can all help each other out so that they've got, I don't know. So when Lovrenchich is going forward, then he's got like a bit more cover. And when Corhu's just being shit, then someone could cover him. Um, <laughs> uh, it is a good question. I, I think four at the back is is probably better for us because because of a, a, a three five two. 
especially as, as not many teams in Hungary actually play it, and probably not in the youth teams either. Um, a lot of the players, uh, a lot of the defenders won't even be used to that kind of system. So I think it, it, it is probably maybe a criticism of, of, of Rossi's style there, um, that we're throwing these kind of guys in, or who maybe is, well, it doesn't look like he's ever played at the, in defence, never mind in a 3-5-2. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think, I think it's, it's, it's a good question. Like, phrased excellently and also a good question. Yeah, it's a great question. I think if you had another Lovrencic on the other side, it it wouldn't expose us as badly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, nope. and so you're right. Yeah, to, 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 to put three back there and to take away from midfield or wing or whatever uh, depth is, um, isn't ideal. But I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Um, this is one to we were kind of talking about earlier. Um, based on the career trajectory of Nemeth, Zolai, now Kleinheiser and Taiti as well, what are your expectations for Soboslai and Shalai? Any other Hungarians that we should be excited about? Um, other Hungarians not on there is Peter Becker, uh, HSV, who was 2001 born, so he's 18 now, just turned. Um, he's actually been training with HSV today, Hamburg. Um, he's really talented, scored a lot of goals at under-18 level for Hamburg. Uh, I think 13 and 16 this season. He's also their captain. Um, scored his, scored for Hungary under-18s the other day as well. He is, I think, the biggest talent apart from Soboslai out there. Um, it'd be interesting to see if he maybe plays or gets in the HSV squad before the end of the season. And it'd be very interesting to see, to follow his tra- trajectory. Uh, what are my expectations of Soboslai? Um High, yeah, they are high. Um, I think you'll make it a top European club, really. Do. Shall I? I think it'll be a average, um, top league player. So like a, uh, I don't know, a Jason Punchin or a, uh, Andros Townsend or someone like that. Um, uh, like a, a Solomon Kalou maybe. Someone like that. I don't. Maybe not Solomon Kalou. I don't think it'll go to a, like a top team, but like a mid-table. Uh, top league team. What about you? With them two, Sobaslai and Ronan Shalai. No, I I agree with you, and I'm 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 pretty much in line with your thinking on that. I one one player that keeps coming to mind. I know you know that I like him. Is Kevin Chobot mm. over at uh, Benfica. I think he's still with the under 19s. Um, um, I don't want to give up on him. I do think he's got some talent. I'm not quite sure if Benfica is the best place for him. I know that he just resigned. Maybe I think yeah. this year. Okay, yeah, yeah with them so you know um um is he a player that you think is beyond mediocre yeah i think he is good um i've not seen tons and tons of him but um he reminds me of like almost like a david via um Mm -hmm. not quite as good obviously but um kind of one of those strikers small diminutive strikers yeah kind of plays maybe on the left hand side and cuts in Mm -hmm. um and I think he is talented. He's only 18 as well. Like, right. You, you, you just said, and I agreed with you when you were saying it. I don't know what's happened to him, but you forget how how uh, young these guys are, don't you? Really? Like, you think <laughs> yeah. back to that Euros. I think it was maybe two summers ago, and you like, oh, we've we've not seen him progress at anything. I think it might have just actually been last summer. But it feels like an age ago. Um, but obviously, these guys are really young, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. He's definitely one of the the, the um, bigger talents out there. Uh, Jabot Schoen, who I thought was going to be a was going to be a talent, is 
has recently left left Ajax and gone back to um, gone back to MTK and uh, Sereto, um also a talent who was at Stoke right. City. Um, he's gone to Frodi as well, so it's not looking good for our our, our, our youngsters from that hung, Hungary under seventeen squad that did so well um, right. in in the Euros. Um, but hopefully, hopefully it won't be too bad, and um, we've still got. Matej Detsky and um, and a, a few other lads who are still a, still abroad. Um, we've got a couple more. Uh, when will we When will we be good again? <laughs> Next David, question. <laughs> Ask David Dolak. He says, "Why don't we pressure the ball until it's already in our third of the pitch? And why can't Lovrenchic get any decent crosses in?" Um, first one. When will we be good again? Mm. I think the uh, the silence probably speaks for itself there. I don't know. Um, yeah. Like, like well, good a, again. What what are we talking about? Uh, are we talking about when are they going to um, qualify being, for another major tournament? Or be back in a World Cup final? <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, how far are we talking? I mean, if we're talking about, I think it's baby steps at this point. And I think we did t- discuss this a little bit about if there's got to be a culture. We have to have a, a manager that sticks around longer than eight months. Um, which we have, I mean, but we need somebody that's developing a culture within the entire structure as opposed to, you know, oh gosh, I, I wish we could go get back to where we were three years ago. Well, that's not going to happen right now, you know, with our, the current situation and the current structure, it's going to take some time, I think. And then for us to do it right and do it consistently, it's something that it, it's going to take some time. Um, why don't we pressure the ball until it's already in our half or third of the pitch? Uh, that's a good question. Like, uh, we didn't seem to have a pressing game yesterday, in my opinion. We seem to be good on the ball. Um, but maybe that's just one of Rossi's limitations as a coach. Maybe that's why he was a coach in Hungary and Slovakia and he wasn't a coach in Italy. It's a good mm-hmm. question. It's a good question. Yeah, did we see that a lot with, with Honved when he won the title? I don't think we did. Yeah, I don't I, remember I mean, them being a pressing team either. No, you know? I mean it's not something you really see in Hungarian football, is it? Mm-mm. And and it was a team that was stacked with full of quality. Um, yeah, I can't you pretty imagine. Much wait, you pretty much farm. wait for mistakes and then go on the counter in, in Hungarian yeah, exactly. football, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. And it worked for them, like playing that three-five-two with the mm-hmm. with the wing backs and and obviously elite forwards with uh, Lanza Farmer and Epel up front. Right. It works for them. Um, why can't the French just get any decent crosses? And he did have a lot of crosses last night. I mean, we 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 did speak about him playing well, but he did have a lot of crosses. Um, yeah, maybe that's probably... Yeah, I saw that comment, and I wasn't able to watch the first half, so I, I didn't see the crosses. Um, yeah, he it, had a lot in the first half. Was yeah. it the quality of the crosses, or was it because our, our forwards weren't getting into the right positions? He just tried to pull everything back, um, uh, rather than kind of just, like, float it up there for... Um, for Zolai, which is kind of the harder skill, he was trying to like pull everything back, which doesn't really suit someone like Zolai. Zolai is a kind of a bundler, and he'll he'll um, like he'll head something in or knee it in or just clumsily <laughs> slice something into the top. Walk board. it into yeah, yeah. The something like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know, but I I think there were, there were worse players than Lovrenchic um, yesterday. Um, yeah. We've got one more. Oh no, Gabby asked when will we receive the return of Gabby Glendenning? We should have asked him one. I don't really know. Uh, I don't know. I should have asked him one. My fault. Sorry. I um, 
I always just ask Chris because I know he's going to be available. Yeah, sorry, guys. You got you stuck with me. Sorry, Gab. I wish you were on, too. You need to free up your schedule, man. We need you. Yeah, that's true. Um, last one. Expectations about Rossi's team is not high. Realistically, not many believe we will make it to the European Championship. So why don't we play without a care in the world? Why are we so worried about the Slovaks thrashing us and not just concentrating on building up play and enjoying ourselves? That's a very good question. Um, and, and yes, exactly, we should do. Um, in the first half, I think we did that. I think we played with great... We played without a care. Uh, I think we saw that with Nodge and Kleinheisler. They had purpose. They played with confidence. But as soon as that first goal went in, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 Rossi was very animated on the sideline, and I, th- and I don't think that kind of helps. Um, I think if we're a team that's lacking confidence, I don't think being that animated and that angry with um, with your players when they make mistakes is is actually going to help them. And and maybe if at half time he did kind of give a like put a rocket up some players' asses, um, even though Kleinheiser probably need, needed one for um, not blocking the cross. Um, maybe that made us play like we'd lost our heads in the second half. I, I don't know. It's it's pure speculation, but um, I, I agree. I think we should play without a care in the world. And I think going 1-0 down to a team like Slovakia shouldn't have made us implode like it did yesterday. Sure, we did have chances in the second half, but mostly of, most of them came from set pieces. Um, I think all of them came from set pieces. Actually, Orban's header and, and Zolai's effort also came from a header and um, mm-hmm. uh, also came from a corner. And um, and Orban getting pushed over also came from a corner. Whereas in the first half, we actually did create decent chances. Kovac had a good chance, which came from a Kalmar pullback. Um, Lovrencic got in so many times on the right-hand side. Did that happen on the, in the second half? Not really, no. Um, we didn't play through midfield. Um, so, yeah, and I think that was just because we went 1-0 down and our heads just blew up, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe maybe after the uh, Croatia game, um, we'll get to that we'll get to that point where we say, all right, time to chill, everybody. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. if we are staring down the barrel and we do lose and then we go to Azerbaijan and we draw or lose there, you know, there, there's going to be um, a long road forward and probably unrealistic. And uh, maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe at that point, everyone will relax. We'll be able to play some other players. Um, you know, I know that's not what everybody wants. You know, everyone wants to see them get back to the Euros. Everyone wants to see the glory. But I, I still think it's a long way off. Maybe not that long, but it, it's still a process. And I don't think they're there yet. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I'm just scared that if we <clears throat> get battered by Croatia and then draw to Azerbaijan, they'll cut Rossi's head and we'll be managerless again. Not actually cut his head. No, just yeah, that's, I, they used to do that. They used to do that hungry, but I think they're, they're, they're beyond that now. But that would be the worst mistake of all, wouldn't it? Yeah. We know Rossi's a good coach. We know that he's, he could have success. And um, it seems like they're playing better. Um, given and there have been time. encouraging times as well. Like if you think to back to Finland, we played them off the park. Um, yeah. uh, we, we beat Greece um, in, in the Nations League. So like, uh, we did beat Greece, didn't we? Like I've already forgot. Let we me did or was it a draw? I don't think we, we didn't lose. But again, those were two games. Yeah, we beat 2-1. They didn't have a lot yeah. attached to them, did they? 
I, I suppose not. They were kind of qualifying games or whatever, but um, yeah. But yeah. I suppose, but there were plenty of encouraging signs there. I thought. Yeah, I did too, and I, I felt like, and I think everybody when we were watching the games together, I think everybody felt like this team feels different than last year. It feels different from the the dark days against <laughs> Andorra, and you know, it. I, I I really and Faroe Islands and all that. I feel like I feel like he just needs time, and I I do think that the pressure for them to get back to an expanded Euros um, might be too much at this point, which is unfortunate. With Hungary also um, being one of the hosts uh, for the for uh, three of the games as well, yeah. Which is which is um, I think the um, Hungarian FA are desperate to get there for. Shouldn't they uh, get an automatic bid? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give it give it to all the teams, all, all the, the countries teams that host. I think that's right. a good idea. I like that. Yeah, but that means Azerbaijan would also get a free. Um, a free pass. That's okay. Too. Everybody's yeah. a party, man. As long Everybody's as we're there. So they need to make these um, the Euros a 64-man competition, uh, 64-team competition. Oh my god. That would be great. We are editing this, right? <laughs> I think we should end it there. We become uh, hysterical. <laughs> yeah, it's getting really hot here in North Carolina. So. Oh, it's all right for some Cool. Good stuff. All right, mate. Um, well. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Let's hope to God that this um, Croatia game isn't as bad as many of us fear. Um, One-one draw would be nice, wouldn't it? But it's not going to happen. All right. Well, we can all hope. We can all dream. We can indeed. Goodbye. Ta.